Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 2, Sons and Daughters. The time is now around 1800 BC. The family dynasty continues. Abraham's grandson, Jacob, the 22nd generation since Adam, impersonates his older brother Esau to get his father's blessing of the firstborn son. His older brother Esau now plans to kill him, so he flees hundreds of miles to his mother's relatives in Haran. On Jacob's journey, he has a dream, and God renews his covenant promise to Abraham with his grandson, Jacob. Jacob, in return, makes a conditional promise to God that he will bless God if God blesses him. Episode 7, Labour of Love. Jacob continues his journey and, months later, arrives in Mesopotamia, where he stays a month and works for his uncle, Laban. Jacob is in love with his daughter, Rachel, and says that he will work seven years for his uncle so that he can marry her. Now, Jacob's uncle Laban throws a wedding party for him and sends the veiled bride to consummate the marriage. But when Jacob wakes up, he realises that his wife is Leah, Laban's eldest daughter. He disputes with his uncle, who says it is custom for the elder daughter to marry first. So Jacob strikes a new deal with Laban. He can have Rachel in exchange for another seven years' labour. Now Jacob hates Leah for her part in deceiving him and animosity grows with his father-in-law. When God sees that Leah is despised, he lets her have children, while Rachel is unable to conceive. So, in a baby-producing competition, Rachel gives Jacob her maid as a surrogate and she has children. Leah retaliates and gives Jacob her maid as a surrogate and she too has children. Again, Rachel asks God for a child, and finally she conceives Jacob's 11th son, Joseph, meaning he will add. Finally, Jacob, Leah and Rachel have had enough of Laban's deceit. He has hurt them all. Jacob asks Laban that he and his family may leave, and he agrees a leaving price with his uncle. Jacob cleverly crossbreeds sheep a breed that in a previous deal Laban has said he could keep. After over 20 years, Jacob leaves secretly, taking his wives, children, cattle and possessions. Three days later, Laban finds out and pursues them, though God tells him in a dream not to hurt Jacob. But Laban's household gods, Teraphim, household idols owned by the head of a family to show their status, are also missing and he wants them back. Unbeknown to Jacob, Rachel has stolen the idols and hidden them in her camel's saddle. Jacob says that whoever has Laban's household idols must die. Laban asks Rachel, who is sitting on her camel's saddle with the stolen items, and she lies to him. She says that she doesn't have the idols and she won't stand as it's her monthly period. Jacob is furious with Laban's accusations, but agrees a peace treaty and they part company. Then Jacob looks to the future and sends a message to his brother Esau, telling him that he is coming home. Esau decides to meet him and now Jacob is afraid because last time they met, Esau wanted to kill him. So Jacob strategically separates his party in two. So if Esau attacks one, the other will be saved. Then he asks God for help and prepares a gift for his brother. So 
some animals from his herds. Jacob takes his wives, their maids, and his children across a brook called Jabok, meaning pass-through or flowing. During the night, a mystery man comes and wrestles with Jacob until dawn. The man doesn't kill him, but puts his hip out of joint, leaving him with a limp. After the fight, the man asks Jacob his name and then gives him a new name, Israel, meaning a prince that prevails with God. Jacob realises he has wrestled with God and names the place Peniel, meaning face of God. Finally, Esau, accompanied by 400 men, has an emotional reunion with his younger brother. Jacob gives him gifts, although Esau says that he has plenty. The brothers make a peace treaty and then separate. Are all Jacob's obstacles being conquered? Will this be a new beginning for him and his family in Canaan? You can read this story in the Bible book of Genesis, chapter 29. The Bible story continues to question alliances and allegiances, the motives of the heart. The journey of this is for each character and each one of us, whether we believe God and trust him or choose to put our trust, our faith in something or someone else. In the Bible story, the idea of idolatry is established right from the creation story when Adam and Eve choose to look and put their trust in knowledge in place of God. When Rachel deceives both her father and her husband, she is defending idols, putting her life and trust and oath in them. The Bible story focuses on one family line. Each of the characters is flawed, they're not God, they are human, like us. God works with, through and alongside people in the unfolding family journey. And all names in the Bible have significance. A place name will reflect its character and its geography. And when you look at the story as a whole, you can see what things happened at the same place and maybe even the same time of year. It's useful to have a map of the Middle East to plot out the geography where the stories took place. And the geography, the stage of each Bible story adds volumes to its meaning. It's one ongoing discovery. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.